You're listening to Zeitgeist Banana, a podcast all about the uh, English language. My name's Gideon, and I'm in Las Palmas in the Canary Islands, and I'm joined today by John, who's in London, England. Hello, John. Hello, Gideon. How are you doing? I hear your weather is like an English summer over there, like 16 <laughs> degrees. It's like it's almost snowing here. Well, it's funny. When it's 16 degrees here, it's the height of winter, and the local people wear heavy coats. Whereas if it gets to 16 or 70 degrees in, in London, people start, you know, sunbathing and putting on T-shirts and things. <laughs> yeah, strange. It's everything's relative. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm very jealous. So. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, not, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. But I'm working, I should say. I'm not on holiday. Yeah, just ended up here for one reason or another. I won't explain. It'll take too long. But I'm in the I'm in the Las Palmas. It's a great city if you ever get a chance to visit it. But I am working, and today part of that work is this podcast, this very podcast. And today, the subject is da, 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 uh, kind of like conf words that confuse people. Confuse. English speakers, English native speakers, and um, people learning English as a, as a second language, words that are similar, very similar, and have a nuance of meaning. Uh, one of them that we're going to look at is affect and affect. That's just an example. Got quite a few more of those. Actually, both are pronounced the same usually, affect. That's why people get confused. So we're going to look at that, and then... No, that's all, actually. We're going to look at... We're going to look <laughs> oh, at uh, well, well, then you're going to hopefully not make me look foolish by asking me complicated questions. Is that right? The whole point of this podcast, John, is to catch you out and make you look like an idiot. Ah. Even though you're not an idiot, <laughs> I do my best to try and get people to think that you are. That's, that's my challenge each, each time. Yeah, that's, you, that's very comforting. It's good for my self-esteem, that. Yeah, Thank unfortunately, you. you're quite brilliant at times, but I'm still only, I'm going to catch you. I'm going to try and catch you out, nevertheless. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I'll, so, I'll I'll do my best to sound smart. Could be could be difficult. <laughs> okay, do your best. If you don't make it, I think Matt Damon I've got lined up as as a replacement for you next time. He wanted to take part in this podcast, but I said no, 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 no. I'm sorry. We're doing it with John. Sorry, Matt. Get lost. John is going to do the podcast with me. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm so, definitely I'm definitely sorry. better than him, aren't I? You yeah. Know, he said, that bloody John. No. <laughs> I, no I'm actually going to be in one of his next yeah. next next films. He's uh, told me I can be in one of his next films just so yeah. that he can get on your podcast. Okay. Okay. Well, he's, he's going to have to work to earn his, 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 his bread, whatever the expression is. Um I think I just made that expression up, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, so let us begin. So, yeah, we'll do it kind of like a quiz. I think you know the answer to most of these, although some of them do, are a bit tricky. Mm. And see if you can give the correct answer. Answers or, or answers to our listeners, our many, our numerous listeners out there. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Ready well, as let's start. Go on. Let's start with the one I mentioned in my introduction. That's effect and effect. Notice I'm saying them the same. And in fact, one is with an E, effect, and one is with an A, affect. So, John, your challenge, what's the difference? 
One is used as a verb, and one is used as a noun. Uh, correct. You want to expand? I always get confused with these. I think effect with an E is the noun, and correct. the one with an A, an A is the verb. Very, very good. And would you like to give an example? I will do my best, yes. The excellent effect of having a podcast is that you make everybody very happy. <laughs> okay. And then and, and I was very affected by you saying I'm not very smart. Okay. Negatively affected. <laughs> you, <not> positively. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. And I think, as I said, I mentioned that the confusing thing is often native speakers will just use a schwa sound to pronounce both words the same. So that's why native speakers, maybe even in some cases more than foreign speakers who might pronounce them perhaps sometimes differently, they see the difference. But uh, yeah, so that's what that causes confusion. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I think it is a confusing one, though. I think, yeah, a lot of people would get confused with that, definitely. Okay, so you got a point. Round of applause for John. Wow, one point. There I think I'm doing better than I've ever done before. So that's, that's good. That the round of applause was only one person in the room here. So <laughs> that, Those are all your legion, legions of, yeah. of fans. Yes, yeah, so maybe I could record. Maybe I could. I can find a recording of uh, clapping. Ooh, yeah, I'll do that next fun. time. That'll be fun. And cheering. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Or be just fill Wembley Stadium with with a hundred thousand people. <laughs> that, yeah, that'd be a that's in ordinary times. That's a great idea. Yeah, in ordinary times that would be possible. Not in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's continue. So I, I do say they get more difficult. Disinterested and uninterested. Mm. So you want me to say something? <laughs> that's, the, the, that's the point of a podcast, John. It's meant to be like a conversation, you know, people talking. I'm sorry. I, think, yeah, I, thought, I thought you were going to ask me a complex question. So you want me to tell you the difference between disinterested and uninterested? Yes, that's the idea. Okay. Um, yeah, this is quite difficult, isn't it? So, um, a common mistake amongst native speakers, I should say. Do you want me to explain? If you're still thinking, I, I'm, I'm still thinking. You can probably hear it on the podcast. My my brain working overtime. So, I thought that was your lunch <laughs> or my breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you know? I don't know. I'm. I'm my, normally, my brain's pretty good, but today it's not working as well as it could be. So go on, tell me. Well, disinterested means sort of unbiased. Okay, so a disinterested party, some, someone who, who hasn't got a vested interest in something. Mm. So, so, yeah, and, and so it doesn't mean bored. This subject is uninteresting. I'm uninterested in this, which, which means uh, this, this, it's not interesting to me. It's boring to me. So, yeah, a judge should be disinterested. He shouldn't um, support one uh, side or the other. Okay, disinterested party. Yeah, so in that case, he's just kind of neutral, right? Neutral, yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So, moving on. 
loose and lose. I'm sure oh, you know I, this one. I know. It's a common I, I, one, I guess. Yeah, I, I definitely sure. know this one. Go ahead. So loose would be how your jeans fit. So the opposite of tight. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Or, or your jumper. Yeah. Yeah. XXXXL. That would be rather loose. It would, unless you're a rather big chap. But yeah, yeah you're not. You're, you're svelte. So it's mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> and lose would be the opposite of win. Correct. And how do you spell uh, loose as in not tight? So L double O S E. And then lose would be L O S E. Okay. Use your imagination here because this is Wembley Stadium with 100,000 people. Maybe I could clap at the same time as well. <laughs> <You should. help. laughs> I should have prepared this better with the sound effects. It's yeah, it's it's like right. a mallets mallet competition or something. Okay. On a, we're on a budget though. There's a budget. These are these are tough times. We're on a budget. I can't afford the special effects. You've just given all your money to the French state, haven't you? So that's why. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll continue the next one is da, 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 da. this is difficult this one especially and especially especially for you da, 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 da. that was Kylie Minogue wasn't it I didn't realize you were going to sing on this podcast and also that might be copyright so oh, there might be sorry. copyright so it might get sued okay sorry it, it, sue Gideon don't sue me so Okay. Um, so it's enough having Matt Damon getting <laughs> angry at me. Now I've got a Kylie Minogue lawyers. <laughs> okay. Well, Get yeah, but you'd, you'd probably prefer to plus be... people who've got taste in music who, who can't stand your singing. <laughs> a lot of people getting angry now. Yeah, I, I should never sing again. I think I did it on one of my previous episodes as well, which I think was terrible. Um, mm, I apologize. Lost a lot of listeners that day. I think I did. I think it, it Please have more respect to my listeners or listener. I, I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. <laughs> uh, so especially is to give exception to something. So I am especially good at these quizzes on your podcast. Yeah, exactly. Means like uh, really to to a great extent. I I I especially uh, liked the um, the I don't know the vegetable lasagna. <laughs> Whatever it means more than more than you would expect, more than normal, more yeah. than everything else. Yeah. Okay. And then the other one is more to do with being special. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I'll help you. I, you're on the right track. You are on yeah. the right track. Maybe. Uh, difficult to 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 get an example straight straight off the off the bat um especially means for a specific purpose mm-hmm. so this room was specially built for podcasts my suit was specially made for me so that's the difference it means for a specific purpose especially so next one how about some verbs here to lay and to lie. Wow, I've had so many, so much confusion with this. Even I stop and have to think about it sometimes. So, so it's a tough one. Lay and lie. In fact, three verbs. Lay, lie, and lie. If you lie, it means you don't tell the truth. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and past tense? ED, so it's just a regular verb. I lied about how good I was at English. (laughs) Yes, and he has lied. Okay, so it's, okay, that's correct. And then lie could be to lie on your bed, Mm -hmm. but then the past would be lay, so I lay on my bed. Yeah, very good, very good. And past Uh, participle? Lane. Yeah, right? lane. Yeah, we. I don't think we use it use it so much. Lane. It is used, but uh, a little bit less because usually, so I have. Um, he has been lying. He probably uses present perfect continuous for for one hour, so that's why lane isn't used so much. You know, so he has lain there for a long time. Do you? What about lay? To lay as the verb. I mean, I know it in the rude sense, but I. Well, <laughs> we'll get it. Uh, yeah, yes, is right. But uh, you lay to lay an egg. For example. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, to I, lay I don't egg, or to lay to lay your lay the book down on the table. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So lay is a transitive verb. Lay is a transitive verb, and lie is an intransitive verb. You lay something. You lay. You lay a noun. You lay is followed by a noun. So and lay the book on the table. Chicken laid the egg, and then it's exactly. spelled L-A-I-D, right? Got it. I say it's confusing. I know you you know it correctly instinctively, but it's difficult to. To explain sometimes, but no, you've you've got it. Yeah, absolutely correct. Yeah, mm. the chicken laid the egg. I laid the book on the table. I laid my bag on the something. But it seems a bit strange to say that, doesn't it? To I laid my book on the table. I mean, it wouldn't be common, would it? You'd probably just say put. You'd probably say put, but if you want to say put it there carefully, so you could say lay your head on the. I lay my head on the pillow. Um, so, so to say, to place carefully, just lay lay it down over there. So you might use it. It is it is a bit sort of richer vocabulary mm-hmm. uh, because the more common word we put. Yeah, I lay I laid my head on Matt Damon's shoulder. Exactly, exactly. So that that be that be correct. So the confusion is that the past of lie is lay, but it's a different verb. It's a different verb. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I lay on the bed would be a past tense, okay, mm-hmm. of lie, of the verb to lie. Anyway, check, <laughs> Google the verb and search for conjugations, lay and lie. You'll see that they're different verbs, okay? Yeah. You got I'll it. Do, so, yeah. I'll you do got, that. You, you got it right. You, you, yeah. <laughs> no, you, you got it right, but I, I, could see that, I could see the struggle within. As you say, I mean, when you put on the spot, it's a bit difficult sometimes, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, well, as usual, I didn't tell you in advance what this podcast was going to be all about. <laughs> but, but you got it correct. Well done. Another round of applause. Bravo. Bravo. I'll just break in to remind you that if you're learning English and you want to listen to more of John's lovely voice, then head over to English with Monty, where you can hear John's podcast. They'll help you improve your English. So next one is also a verb. Rise and raise. Oh, yeah, this is a common one. I get lots of students talking about this. So the sun rises, mm-hmm. which means it goes up, and you would call it sunrise. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, you're going to raise my salary, aren't you, Gideon? Get a salary? <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> That's news to me. Uh, but you're, you're correct again. Yeah, raise, uh, just for the, the grammar, raises is a transitive verb. Again, followed by noun. So raise the salary, raise your hand, and... Mm -hmm. The plane rose into the sky. 
The plane rose into the sky. Yes, that's part. So the past of to rise. Well, you want to do this, John? Rise. Rise, rose, and risen. Yeah. And raise. Raise, raised, raised. So Exactly, yes. Yeah. Uh, a regular verb. Mm. By the way, I should say that I did a video a couple of years ago about uh, Emmanuel Macron, the English of Emmanuel Macron, because he spoke in English. And he, actually, he's... He speaks extremely well in English. He has quite a strong accent, but his English is, is really good. But he did make one mistake, and that was with raise and rise. Mm. And he said, I rose the issue with Angela Merkel, whatever it was, which is not mm. correct. I raised the issue because it's, it should be transitive. So it should be raise, not rose. Yeah, and it's the wrong verb. And so now you do lessons with Emmanuel Macron? Well... I put out some feelers to to the Elysee Palace, but no, no return now. <laughs> so, That's disappointing. Yeah, no, no. But he speaks pretty well. But now you know something that Emmanuel Macron doesn't, listeners. The difference between raise and rise. Okay. I'm, I'm sure he knows it now. I'm sure he studied it afterwards, didn't he? Yeah, I, I don't know. He's watched my videos. <laughs> I think there are other things to do. In He's it's it's probably, probably a, yeah. a regular watcher. Yeah. 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 yeah, possibly. I'll check my subscription list. <laughs> By the way, there is a small difference between British English and American English when you're talking about an increase in salary, because in British English, you, ha you say a pay rise. I'm, I'm asking my boss for a pay rise. And American English, you use a raise. I want a raise. But mm -hmm. it's the same thing. So, so there you are, a nuance of difference. Okay, we'll continue. Got a couple more for you. And the next one is compliment and compliment. Da, 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 da. Okay, so I think I've got this one. So, for example, if I say you're amazing, this is a compliment, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is spelt with an I after the L. Yeah. Whereas if I have like a meal... I could say the broccoli com complements the banana chicken curry. <laughs> and you'd be right. <laughs> I would. It's about both of the grammar and your um, gastronomic observations. Indeed, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, correct. Round of applause. It's getting faint <laughs> by the moment. Um, Correct. So we'll move on to the next one then. This is a bit tricky to explain. I'm sure you know the difference, but it's a bit tricky to explain. Further and farther. I think they're the same, aren't they? In the sense that they're both a comparative and you can say either one, right? You can say, I live further away than you or I live farther away. Is that correct? Yeah, you're correct. But there is a but though. Go on. Yeah. Okay, you're absolutely correct. But there's a difference in British and American English. Ah. So it's like this. So pay attention, everybody, because this is a little, little bit complicated. So for distance, you say in British English, farther, no, far, further, furthest. That's British English. In American English, you'd probably say far, farther, farthest. Mm. That's for distance, okay, when comparing New York, in British English, New York is further away than Paris from London, okay? In American English, you'd say farther, 
away. But when you're talking about additional information, you always use further. British or American, it's always further. Okay, for, if you would like some further information, please contact me. And you say furthermore as well. Furthermore, exactly, exactly. Mm. Or furthermore, not farther information. Farther information would be uh, information which is a long way away. That doesn't make much sense. But you can say furthermore. No. You can't say furthermore. You have to say furthermore. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because you talk about additional information. Mm. It's only used for distance. You can use farther in American English. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Pretty good. Anyway, next one. This is a tricky one. And lots of native speakers make this mistake. And the difference, the past tense of the verb to hang. Mm. Past participle. This is quite tricky, isn't it? Um, is it hanged or hung? I would say it's hung. But maybe it depends on the situation. So I hung my coat on the hook. Correct. Whereas I hanged or the convict was hanged. Uh, you, you got it in the end. It took a while. It took a while <laughs> for you. But the, the, the synapses weren't probably connected today, but you, you're getting there in the end, John. Thanks I, think, I, I think the caffeine is coming through eventually. Yeah, eventually. Uh, absolutely correct. If you execute a person by putting a noose around their neck then the past is hanged so the the criminal was hanged the murder was hanged okay but in all other cases you would say hung i hung the picture in the wall i hung my coat up that'd be the past tense mm. so you go correct excellent yeah. so that's I, why i invited you not matt damon because you know the grammar okay john inquiry and enquiry Uh, yeah, I know this one. So enquiry is, so with an E, mm -hmm. would mean when you make an inquiry for an English lesson through a website, for example. Mm -hmm. Whereas inquiry could be like a an inquiry about a in criminal investigation, for example. So the policeman made an in inquiry about specific information. Actually, right? I could have to check. <laughs> having a doubt myself. Though. <laughs> I thought it was the same, just American and British English. Oh, it might be a nuance of difference. I'll get yeah. back to the listener of that. But British English generally say enquiry, and American English might inquiry. There might be an exception, though. I will check that. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking in my mind, inquiry as like a noun is, is more of like an official thing, isn't it? Okay. I think. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, let me give a tip to any teachers out there, if you're listening. If a student asks you a question and you don't know the answer, just say, I'll get back to you on that. That is a very good tip. Yeah, and then get the teacher, get the student kicked out of the school. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you normally do? That's what I normally do, yeah. I'll get back to you on that. Yeah. Get him out, he's a, a troublemaker. Well, I can't do that in the podcast episode, though, can I? Because it doesn't make it sound very good. Perhaps not. But it's just a general tip in life. Okay. I find it very useful. It is just very to useful. hide your ignorance. Yeah. yeah. I, do it, I do it a lot. 
because it's better to be honest it's better than i remember when i started teaching i'd actually just give the wrong answer i just make something up but that <laughs> it's, it's better not to do that just yeah say uh, well you agree was, with me You're a teacher, I, I, I do agree with you yeah i, I think i've I've met some of your students from Spain who you've you've told <laughs> told rather strange things to. Yeah. And yeah. You know, but that's fine because you know they paid to do lessons with me, so in a way you did me a favor. Yeah. No, seriously though. I mean that's true. I mean I used to give the wrong answer, just I didn't like to say nothing, but now I just I get back to you on that and I check it up, I check the grammar and um, then I come back and I say well that's just like this. And that's better. Option. Yeah, that's much better. Yeah, I mean, you know, as people, we can't know everything, right? Yeah. Of course, if they say, if they say, what's the difference between a book and a, a hat, then it's not an easy question, then you shouldn't be stuck as a teacher. You should be able to give the correct answer. But it's a tricky nuance of grammar. Um, well, we don't know it all. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, I think anybody in their own native language has these difficulties don't they yeah so, yeah sure. sure you know it, it makes you think a bit more about your own language as well i think exactly these questions i'm giving you to, today and they're not easy not easy they're not oh and as a native speaker often you know them instinctively but it's difficult to define the difference so are you looking something up or no 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 i'm not doing i i'm gonna come back to the next time the listener. So I'm going to move on to the final one. And this is a really tricky one. And I think even most teachers will find it difficult to explain this one. There is a difference between shall and will. No, I don't think this is too difficult. Go ahead then. So typically, shall is used as a question. Not always, but I would say if you're kind of studying at an intermediate level, I would just say to the student, well, yeah, I would use shall as a question and we do use it in another way, but don't worry about it too much. And so it's like, oh, shall we, shall we go for a curry? So that's like a suggestion mm -hmm. as a question. Yeah. Whereas will would be um, more definite, isn't it? So will we do another podcast next week? It's like, uh, I want you to give me a definite answer. And you're like, yes, we will. Mm -hmm. you're, you're correct. There is a bit more, though. There is a there little is, bit more to that. There is more, isn't there? Because, you know, because you could say, I shall get back to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll explain. I'll give you, I'll give the extra information. You're absolutely correct. Usually shall is used for... Uh, questions, suggestions. So, shall we would be a suggestion. Um, shall we go out tonight? No, it's a lockdown. No one's going out mm -hmm. and a curfew. Um, and for offers, shall I open the window? Shall I help you with that? So, you shall I, not will I, for those mm -hmm. situations. For the present, when it's not a question, the traditional rule is you conjugate I shall. And we shall, I shall see you tomorrow. Of course, it's contracted, so it'd be I'll. But in, in spoken English, most people would say I'll. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's been more to it than that. So, so the conjugation, traditional English, so it's I shall, you will, he will, we shall. 
they will. Okay, that's the traditional conjugation. But the those conjugations are turned around if you're using the word emphatically. So what I mean is like an an order or emphatic uh, command. John, you shall go to the ball. Okay. So then the shall. It's very complicated. <laughs> then then I will become. I shall becomes I will. So I shall. I sorry. No no no. Let me correct myself. I will win the medal. I will win. Not I shall. Never I shall because I'm being emphatic. So you must use will. I will win. I shall see you tomorrow. That's not emphatic. Okay, it's just a future tense. Okay, the students shall not use their mobile phones in class. Okay, so it's they shall because it's an emphatic command. You got wow. it. It's a bit com complicated. I do have a video about it. <laughs> you want to see the video I made a long time ago? Yeah, it's it, in great detail. It but, is a little that bit is very comp complicated grammar. It is, isn't it? But I think. Would you agree with me when you say that often it, it's better to stick with people who are in a, a slightly higher level? So, you know, kind of thinking about upper intermediate or advanced levels to, to get much more into this idea? Definitely. And then only in written English, really. Mm. Yeah. A little, maybe a, Of course, you can use it in spoken English, but the if you're writing a legal contract or you're saying something very formal in English, then... You might know, need to know this. So I am really, you know, talking about the the edges of uh, the, the the grammar. So you won't use it that often. But just to get, complete the picture, I gave you the rules. Yeah. Well, it's good. Yeah, definitely watch the video on Let Them Talk TV. Oh yeah. It's one of the kind of take homes from this, isn't that really? John, I heard a rumor that you've got a podcast of your own. Is that true? I do. You heard a rumor. You, well, you're on it, so I don't, I don't know why it's a rumor. But yes, <laughs> it's called English with Monty, and it's very good. It's about the English language, slightly different from yours. I guess we focus a bit more on kind of the grammar elements and giving people kind of direct tips. I, I mean, of course, we do on here, but it's kind of a, a little bit different, I would say. So that's one of the reasons why it's good to listen to it. And obviously, the lovely Gideon is on it too oh you're talking about me yes <laughs> yes i am i'm, I'm I, sorry I, I, people I do. don't usually use lovely as an exactly together <laughs> sorry <laughs> words don't usually go together <laughs> so listeners go out and listen to english with monty and don't forget to subscribe to let them talk tv on youtube you've been wonderful today john you've been a wonderful audience and i'll catch you next time stay safe stay mellow See you soon. Bye. Bye.